Once upon a time, in an age of forests and firelights, our ancestors were wise to the spectrum of human identity. Among the fairy tales and myths they told were stories of glass coffins and marble statues, eunuchs and androgynes, chaste marriages and bodily transformations, symbolic stories that hint at other identities, tales of asexuality. This is the Asexual Fairy Tales Podcast, and I'm your storyteller, Elizabeth Hopkinson. Each month I'll be reading you another story from my books of asexual fairy tales. Some of these are old tales of myth and legend, in which I first found representation for my asexual identity. Others are original stories by me, based on traditional motifs. It's a personal selection. I hope you find something in it that speaks to you too. So sit back if you are able, relax and enjoy another asexual fairy tale. Hello and welcome back to the Asexual Fairy Tales podcast. Can you believe we've reached episode nine already? Thank you so much to those who've stayed with me throughout and welcome to anyone who has just joined. All these stories come from my Asexual Fairy Tales books. Links in the description box. And this month's story is from the Arthurian legend, um, particularly from the tale of the Saint Grail, the tale of the Holy Grail, in Sir Thomas Mallory's epic Le Mort d'Arthur from the 15th century. I studied a module on the development of the Arthurian legend when I was a student at university and I loved it. It was the only thing I got a first in and so it has a very special place in my heart and this story I have actually written a full novel now based on this. Um, called Castle of Maidens. I've expanded this short story into a full novel. Um, It's not out in the world yet, but keep your ears to the ground in the next few years because, you know, you never know someone might pick it up. It feels more likely now than it did in the past that that might happen. So back to this story, Companions of the Grail. It's to do with Sir Galahad who to me always seems, um, comes across as being an asexual character. And so does um, Sir Percival's sister. Uh, Thomas Mallory doesn't give her a name in his version, so I've decided to call her Pearl. And that matches with um, another story that we'll be covering next month. And during the quest um, of the Holy Grail, the the two, uh, Sir Galahad and Pearl, develop what could be read as a, as a chaste romance, um, a queer platonic relationship, something of that nature. That's how it feels to me when I'm reading Mallory. Um, the third companion of the Grail is Percival, Pearl's brother. He is a virgin who has taken a vow of chastity for the quest. And then there's also Sir Balls, who isn't a virgin, but he has uh, given up sex for the quest. It's a kind of fast that he's on for the quest. So in in this very brief tale, the difference between asexuality, virginity and chastity is perfectly illustrated, which is one of the reasons why I've included it. Enjoy. A magical ship was sailing along the coast. In it lay the knight Sir Percival, fast asleep. 
Tristy tell he was more sorrowful than weary. He was on the quest of the Holy Grail, and had made a vow of chastity. But a recent test had brought him so close to breaking his vow that he was ashamed of himself. So he had laid him down to sleep, and the ship had sailed on, without his knowledge. And now it was about to stop for another night. Sir Bors had been hastening to the coast following a vision. When he saw the ship, he stepped aboard and saw Sir Percival lying there. "'Just the man I was looking for,' he said, and shook Percival awake. "'Go away, I'm sulking,' said Percival. "'And who are you, anyway?' Sir Bors smiled and took off his helmet. "'Bors!' cried Percival, and slapped him on the back. They were soon chatting away and catching up on adventures. Hmm, "'At least you passed the chastity test,' Percival sighed. Pers I nearly killed my own brother. I'm hardly a success, said Bors. Anyway, you're still a virgin, aren't you? Believe me, there are things in my past that I'm not proud of. They looked out at the horizon. All we need now is our friend Sir Galahad, said Percival. He thought a while. I bet he wouldn't fail the chastity test. I don't think it would be a test for him, said Bors. He's not made that way. Meanwhile, Sir Galahad was resting at a hermitage, on his way to the castle of King Pelles's grandfather. It was because of Pelles's troubles that the Knights of Camelot were seeking the Holy Grail. He had a wound that would not heal, and all his lands lay waste. Only the Grail could bring restoration. In the middle of the night someone knocked on the door. Galahad went to answer it and found a lady standing there. "'I've been sent to escort you to your next adventure,' she said. "'Come with me.' So, right there and then, in the middle of the night, Sir Galahad and the lady mounted their horses and rode away. And where should the lady bring Sir Galahad? But to the magical ship, carrying his two friends, Bowles and Percival. <laughs> that was a merry meeting. The three brother knights laughed long and loud, shaking hands and clapping each other on the back. But who is our new companion? asked Sir Percival. Don't you recognise me? said the lady. We haven't met since we were children, but... "'I'm your sister, Pearl.' "'Sister!' cried Percival, and hugged her tight. "'Now our fellowship is really complete.' But soon the four companions had a challenge on their hands. There were some narrow rocks ahead, and their ship couldn't pass through. It looked like they would be stuck, until they noticed a second ship waiting on the other side. Together they clambered across the rocks and into the new ship. They could already see that it was even more magical than the first. The very ropes shimmered with enchantment. In the middle of the ship was a magnificent bed with a canopy of silk. At the foot of the bed lay a sword, partly drawn out of its sheath. It was a wondrous thing. The pommel was a precious stone of many colours that changed in the light. The hilt was inlaid with the ribs of two marvellous beasts. The Serpent of Caledonia whose virtue is that no one who handles him shall be weary or hurt, and the fish of the Euphrates, whose virtue it is that the one who handles him shall think on neither joys nor sorrows, but only on the task at hand. On the sheaf of the sword were the words, Only the greatest of all knights can wield me. If he bears me well, he will never be shamed. But if the wrong person tries to use me, I will be a cursed sword to him and fail him in his hour of greatest need. 
both Percival and Bors, tried to draw the sword, but they could not. Everyone looked at Galahad. I think we should just leave it alone. He shuffled his feet. I know you all think I'm the greatest knight of the world, but what if I'm not? It's just asking for trouble. Pearl laid a hand on Galahad's arm. Galahad, this is your sword. I know its history and the history of this ship. The ship first came to our land in the days of King Labor, your great-grandfather. At that time there was war between him and King Herlane. During battle Herlane was forced to flee and he found this ship and this sword. He took the sword in battle and smote King Labor so hard upon the helm that he dropped dead in an instant. That was when the pestilence first came upon the land, turning it to a wasteland because of that dolorous stroke. King Herlane staggered back to the ship with the sword, and then he too lay down and died. Since then, the sword has brought nothing but bad luck to anyone who tries to use it. A knight called Nassian once found the sword in the ship and praised its beauty, but when he tried to use it to defend himself it shattered to pieces. He reforged the sword and returned it to its scabbard, but as soon as he left the ship, he was pierced in the foot, for he had never been worthy to draw it. Galhad looked at Pearl wide-eyed. Madam, you're so knowledgeable. Pearl only smiled and went on. Then finally your grandfather, King Pelles, came along and tried to draw the sword that had maimed his father and cursed his lands. But... He was pierced through both thighs with a spear for his attempt, and that wound has never healed, as you know. But now you are here, Sir Galahad. The quest of the Grail is your destiny. I know it is. That's why I've spent the last year making you a new sword belt to wear with this sword. She opened her pack and took out a box. In it was a beautiful sword belt, decorated with gold thread and precious stones, with a rich buckle of gold. I stitched my own hair into it, she said, blushing. As soon as I knew this adventure was my destiny, I cut off my hair like a nun. I don't need it any more, for I'll never be a court lady again, nor any man's wife. Hmm. You might not need your hair, but I don't know where we'd be without you, said Sir Bors. Isn't that right, Galahad? Galahad blushed. Let me gird the sword on you, Sir Galahad, said Pearl. She girded the sword about his middle while Galahad gripped the hilt. Pearl sat back and looked Galahad in the eye. Now I count myself the most blessed of maidens to have armed the greatest knight of the world. Sir Galahad's voice was gentle. Madam, I shall be your knight all the days of my life. Pearl's like Galahad, isn't she? said Percival as the ship set sail. Galahad and Pearl were holding hands in the bow of the ship. Yes, said Bors, I think she is. She's just as well, he said after a while. I don't think either of them will outlive this quest. And in his mind's eye he saw a white city. And Pearl floating into it on this ship, dead but beautiful. And he saw Galahad reaching for the grail and walking out of this world entirely. His body collapsing useless to the ground. And he saw a tomb, wherein they both lay, together, for eternity. But we'll help them achieve it, Perse, said Bors. We won't fail. No, said Percival. We won't. The ship sailed on.
Thank you for listening to my sexual fairy tales. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing to the podcast. If you really enjoyed it and want to buy me a coffee, you can do that at ko-fi.com slash Elizabeth Hopkinson 48513. Don't forget you can follow me on Twitter at hidden underscore grove or go to my website elizabethhopkinson.uk where you'll find links to all my books. All the links are in the episode description. I really appreciate all your support. Stay safe and keep reading.